Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio. My name is Matt Sin, and I'm here to be your fantasy. Your fantasy booker, that is, and I'm here to tell you my thoughts on a potential WWE NXT Invitational. Our AEW versus WWE Fantasy Booker episode was one of the most popular episodes we've ever done. And so I thought about this one and thought it would be really cool. Um, and I also thought it would be a really cool way to pop NXT's ratings. So as you guys know, we don't review a lot of NXT stuff here. If you remember the Wrestle Life Heel, Chris, uh, he was a, a really big NXT fan. But the reality is between Raw SmackDown, AEW Dynamite, and all of the all the other stuff that we produce for you guys, we don't really have enough time to produce NXT stuff. So um, I just, I was thinking about this and I was thinking how to get NXT to pop ratings and potentially beat uh, AEW. And I thought this was a really cool idea. So the thought process is on NXT, they're left off of WrestleMania this year and they were basically left off Royal Rumble, right? Matt Riddle was in there for a few minutes. Keith Lee was in there for a few minutes before getting tossed out by Lesnar. The men's Royal Rumble, anyway. The women's Royal Rumble, they had better representation, but still, d d couldn't win it. Shayna Baszler was supposedly supposed to win it. Didn't happen. They're not really treated like the third brand, even though they won Survivor Series. So I can see something where maybe they appear on Monday Night Raw, the night after WrestleMania, which is always a really big show, and they go, hey, I don't understand why all of us, other than Rhea Ripley, who was only there because Charlotte Flair won the Royal Rumble, so they have a bone to pick with the WWE. And I think this would be really cool if Undisputed Era did this, uh, mo mostly because Adam Cole is the NXT champion. And, you know, he usually seems to kind of feel like he's, you know, unstoppable because not only is he an incredibly talented performer uh, in kayfabe and in real life, but the reality is he has three other guys surrounding him, protecting him, and helping him protect his title. So... I think that would be a cool thing to do. Maybe the Raw after WrestleMania. Undisputed Era comes out, and they say, you know, we have a challenge for both Raw and SmackDown. For the next four weeks, we're going to have a 13-match series where the winner gets bragging rights. But more so than that, because if NXT wins this 13-match series, they will have an equal part in SummerSlam, the Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and WrestleMania for years to come. And so, they announced that for Week 1, Week 2, and Week 3, there will be three matches. Week 4, there will be four matches in a winner-take-all format. And, uh, yeah. And, of course, someone will come out. They'll yell at them, and as in WWE does, right? Maybe they'll say someone's name, which magically brings them to the ring. And they say, you know what? I'm going to I'm, I'm going to make you put your money where your mouth is. And let's say this is Kevin Owens, okay? Let's put it face to the name. Kevin Owens comes out there and says, you can put your money where your mouth is. I'll take you on, Adam Cole. And then my guys from WWE Raw and the guys from SmackDown will come to your house to NXT, and we will show you what dominance truly is. Okay? So that's how it's set up. So for week one, it's announced that Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish of Undisputed Era will wrestle the Usos. So that is your first match in NXT. And your winners of this match 
are the Usos. And this puts the Undisputed Era in a really uncomfortable position because they're the guys that place the that place the challenge out. They said, you know, we are NXT and we will be the ones to take you guys down because we want to be a part, we want to be respected, and we want to be looked at as the third brand of WWE. I mean, they just won Survivor Series and they were left off of WrestleMania and mostly the Royal Rumble, right? So why does that seem fair? So match number two is Rhea Ripley versus Sasha Banks. And this is assuming Rhea Ripley defeats Charlotte Flair. Um, She does go on and also wins another match, and she defeats Sasha Banks. So that makes the score one to one. And maybe that, you know, builds some tension between the NXT roster because Undisputed Era, the guys that, that laid this gauntlet down, couldn't put it on. But Rhea Ripley was able to go out there and get the job done. And match three is Johnny Gargano, the heart and soul of NXT, versus the phenomenal AJ Styles. Now, this is a match that they've had before. Uh, They've done it in TNA. But this is never something that's been seen in WWE. And these guys are both so incredibly talented. I'd really like to see them wrestle each other at this point in their careers. Now that they're older, they wrestle a little smarter. Sure, they probably can't do the same high-flying stuff they were able to do in TNA a decade ago, but I know this match would still be great. And your winner in Week 1 NXT's main event, AJ Styles. And then maybe in Week 2, the show opens up with the NXT guys restless. And they accuse Undisputed Era of not being able to put to, to do what they set out to do. Maybe Johnny Gargano, who's being who's playing a hill right now, is really upset, and he blames his loss on them. But week two, we open up with Sami Zayn versus the Velveteen Dream. And this match should be a lot of fun, because Sami Zayn, as you all know, would get a huge, huge pop in the NXT arena arguably the most loved NXT champion of all time. And of course, everyone's loved Velveteen Dream. And with Sammy's weird heel character right now, I think that would go over really well with Velveteen Dream. Because he could just basically pick on him and bully him, bully him the whole match, even though Velveteen Dream plays the face. And Sami Zayn's out there. He's acting all angry. Maybe Cesaro and Shinsuke are outside of the ring. But this match ends... And it's dream over for Sami Zayn. And Velveteen Dream, one, two, three. And defeat your Intercontinental Champion. And we move to the next match, which is Keith Lee versus Braun Strowman. And I know, I know, Braun Strowman can't lose, right? But let's be real here. This guy's been around for a couple years. The WWE has never really been invested in him. And I understand that he was a little green, but look, let's compare him to The Big Show. The Big Show never really did anything in WWE or lived up to any kind of potential that people believe he had. And I'm not sure it was his fault, but he was never really given the opportunities that he should, that he, that he I believe he should have. And I think Braun Strowman's kind of the same way. You know, he is he's a big, strong monster, but he just, he's never really, he's never really taken that next step. And I don't think he will here either, and I don't think he should, because Keith Lee is a phenomenal performer and can wrestle 
circles around Braun Strowman. And he's also a big, beefy boy. And he's not quite as big as Braun Strowman, but Vince McMahon loves his big, beefy boys. And if it's someone that can go like Keith Lee, I think that uh, he'd be really impressed. I mean, it's already been said that Vince McMahon's really impressed with Keith Lee after Survivor Series. So I think Keith Lee gets the win here. And uh, that brings NXT up 3-2. to two. And I think he deserves to win. And in your main event for Week 2... You have another Undisputed Era person, member, and that's Roderick Strong, who's wrestling in your main event against Daniel Bryan. And look, we all know this is going to be a good match. Daniel Bryan is difficult to have a bad match against, and when you put him in, in the ring with someone like Roddy Strong, you know that something special is going to happen, and everyone's going to absolutely love it. You know what they do? And they put on a clinic. They wrestle for 20 minutes. But it doesn't matter for Roddy. Because Daniel Bryan makes him tap out. And the fact that he taps out is very important here. Because again, Undisputed Era laid down this challenge. When Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish have already lost, Roddy's lost now. And Roddy has, has given up. He wasn't unable to continue. He gave up by tapping out. So week three rolls around, and Tommaso Ciampa is very upset at Undisputed Era. And he grabs Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne and says, you know what? They can't handle this. We need to handle this ourselves. And they go storming off. You open up week three with Io Shirai versus Asuka. And I don't need to tell you guys or explain to you guys how incredible this match could be. And it needs to be done in the NXT style, not the WWE style. Remember how awesome Asuka was in NXT? Yeah, we all remember. What happened to her? All right, she got promoted to the main roster. You know what? This is NXT, and they're going to have an NXT style match. And they're both going to put on an absolute wrestling clinic. Arguably one of the best female matches that we would have seen in a long, long time. But in the end, Io Shirai's former best friend, Asuka's current tag team partner, Kairi Sane, interferes on Asuka's behalf. Asuka pins, Ka- Asuka pins Io, and Io doesn't look weak because Kairi cheated on Asuka's behalf. And it's not that Asuka needs someone to cheat for her, and I usually don't like the cheap wins like that. But I think in this situation, because of the history with Kyrie and Io, that it could work really well. Then you move to Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro with, of course, Sami Zayn. And now WWE is up four to three. And Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne come out there, and Shinsuke, who is supposedly invincible, right? Like, on SmackDown, they've been pushing him as this unstoppable force until Drew Gulak gets a hold of him. But it's it's all irrelevant because Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne are able to do this. They're the NXT Tag Team Champions, and they put down Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, even though Sami Zayn is trying to interfere on their behalf. And in your main event for Week 3, as NXT and WWE are at 4 each, you have Tommaso Ciampa versus Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins has Buddy Murphy out there with him. Yes, Buddy Murphy. And they get in the ring. Seth Rollins cuts a promo. 
He says that NXT is irrelevant without him. NXT would not have existed without him. He created NXT, and it's because of him that it has gone on to succeed. Of course, Tommaso, Tommaso Ciampa is not very happy about that. So he comes to the ring and cuts a promo on Seth Rollins and basically says that NXT is successful now in spite of Seth Rollins and that he's going to prove tonight that the new guard is better than the old guard. This match is incredible. Buddy Murphy interferes and the referee throws him out because we are going to have a fair finish in this match. And you know what we do? Because Seth Rollins is pinned by Tommaso Ciampa. And do you want to talk about a rub that Tommaso Ciampa would get from this? Because look, even though you guys know that I'm not a huge fan of him, Seth Rollins is a huge star. He's not a megastar on the likes of, you know, Stone Cold in his prime or, you know, even what, Shawn Michaels, anybody like that. He's not Kurt Angle. He's not that guy, Eddie Guerrero. But Seth Rollins is a big star, and he's right at that next step. And honestly, I think the reason that he's not a big star is because the WWE is not really big right now. And they're not. They're they're pulling in two, two and a half million viewers on Raw and SmackDown. It's the lowest they've had since before the Attitude Era, I think. So you're looking at, you know... The WWE is pulling in fewer viewers than it ever has. It's difficult for anyone to really seem like a big star right now. So, again, this is still a huge, huge rub for Ciampa. He gets a clean win. And NXT is up 5-4. to four. Week 4 starts. NXT is super excited. I mean, they're super stoked. And as the show starts... Roman Reigns comes out, and he cuts a promo and says, Look, I absolutely love NXT. I love my time here. I love the fans here. And I think you all deserve the opportunity to be the third brand and be represented on the major four pay-per-views. Everyone goes ballistic. Everyone is cheering for Roman Reigns. And then his facial cue changes, and he says, it's just too bad that I have to be on the opposite side, because sorry guys, it's never going to happen. And then the boos that pour down onto this man. And then Roman Reigns' opponent's music hits, and that would be Dominic Dijakovic. And I think this match would be really good, Because Dominic is one of those guys that can wrestle that big man style, similar to Roman Reigns. But he's also, you know, he can do some high-flying stuff. I mean, if you guys saw any of the matches that he had with Keith Lee, you know how incredibly talented he is. But alas, it's Roman Reigns, right? So Roman Reigns, Superman punches Dominic. It's not quite enough, but he spears him. And that does it. One, two, three... And Roman Reigns evens the score at 5-5. Five to five. Next, we have what I think is 
one of my most anticipated matches on this whole card that already included Johnny Gargano and AJ Styles, Roddy Strong and Daniel Bryan, Io Shirai and Asuka, just incredible matches. NXT's Finn Balor versus WWE's Aleister Black. And sure, Aleister Black isn't a superstar yet, even though they seem to be pushing him, but anyone that remembers Aleister Black's run in NXT will know how special he is to that place. And to have Aleister Black come home and try to take out Finn Balor, who is representing NXT, by the way, I think that would be something really special. So maybe Aleister Black cuts a promo, and he says something similar to Roman Reigns. I love this. I'm sorry I have to do this, but I have to take out Finn Balor. I have to watch out for myself. And they wrestle, but this time, it doesn't turn out the same way. Because you see, Aleister Black comes out, lifting up like out of a coffin, but Finn Balor comes out as a demon. And the demon defeats Aleister Black. I think this would keep Aleister Black strong, because look, even after he debuted in WWE, on the main roster, and he wasn't really taking any losses when he was tagging with Ricochet, he still lost in NXT. He and Ricochet lost to War Machine, or the Viking Raiders, whatever. So it's just, it's one of those things that can happen in NXT, and a lot of people on the main roster don't even pay attention to it. But that's the point of this. We want this to be, you know, something people pay attention to. So I think it's okay for him to have a loss here. Finn Balor takes the win. NXT 6, WWE 5. Then next, you have your women's match of the night. And it's Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. And how good would that be? I mean, my gosh, what an incredible matchup. Becky Lynch cut her teeth in NXT. Obviously, she's going to get a huge pop. She did when she was on NXT during the Survivor Series time. And, uh, yeah, she evens it up. This match, of course, is great. And Bianca should look like a superstar here because she's going to give all that she has to Becky Lynch. But that's okay because Becky Lynch, in the end, gets the win and the 1-2-3. Now you're at 6-6, six and six and you have to have that 13th match. And who does it happen to be but Adam Cole... Versus Kevin Owens. So Kevin Owens comes out first in full NXT garb. He's breathing heavy like he used to do on his entrance. He's hyping himself up. The crowd is going nuts. Until the lights go off and you hear shock the system. Adam Cole comes out. Everyone is going insane. He does boom. And he's out there alone. And Adam Cole and Kevin Owens wrestle for 30 minutes. Because this is it, right? This is a takeover match. Adam Cole and Kevin Owens. Who have a history, by the way, from the takeover before Survivor Series. So this match, you've got Roddy coming out to interfere. You've got Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish coming out to interfere. And they help Adam Cole get the one the two, and the three. But wait a second. The ref catches it. 
And the ref knows how important this match is. So instead of disqualifying them, he kicks them all out. He pulls an AEW, basically. He kicks them all out. He restarts the match. And the match continues on. They wrestle for another 10 minutes. But in the end, Adam Cole, baby, pins Kevin Owens clean. And he is the man, even though Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish couldn't do it, even though Roderick Strong tapped out, even though the NXT roster said that they didn't hold their part of the bargain, Adam Cole is the man who makes it official that NXT is the official third brand in WWE. So let me know what you think, guys. That's the NXT WWE Invitational. How did you like those matches? Tell me any other matches that maybe you preferred uh, or, or you would have preferred. Tell me if you would have preferred WWE to win. You'd like to see things stay the way they are. Uh, and then may, remember that you guys can call in as well. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, or excuse me, Twitter and Instagram at WrestleLifeMatt. You can follow us all on Facebook and Instagram at WrestleLifeRadio and on Twitter at WrestleLifePod, and you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you guys have really been enjoying this week's worth of episodes uh, during WrestleMania week. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe and tell your friends. This week is a huge week for us, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys, and have a wonderful, wonderful day.